Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. As every summer camp director will tell you, we have had a ton of great people come through our lives. Watching the campers laugh and learn and grow each summer after summer after summer, it's an enormous gift. But no less affecting, though, are our relationships with the staff members. Today around the campfire, I've got a great old one that I want to introduce to everybody. Tony McGarren showed up on our proverbial doorstep in 2010 at the request of Big Dave, another one of our all-time great McQuake staff members himself. From the moment Tony jumped into the dining hall, his enthusiasm, his thoughtfulness, his, his gift of gab was evident. It was a sad day when we knew that he would not be returning to camp as he had to move on to different pastures for the adventures he had ahead. And man, the adventures. As you'll hear in the upcoming conversation, which frankly felt a bit like a reunion for me, Tony's path after camp has been an exciting one, full of ups and challenges. And as you'll find out, while you can take the person out of summer camp, it's really hard to take the summer camp out of the person. Okay, that's enough from me. I'm very happy to introduce you to my good friend, Tony McGarren. Tony McGarren, I am so happy to have you around the campfire. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. What a what a pleasure. And we were just discussing before we hit record. What, 10 years, 11 years since I uh, eleven was years. last at camp? Yeah, 11 summers since you've been at camp, which is bananas to me because I feel like you were just there. I feel like we were just running ball on the courts, you know, like two minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, I, I wish. I, I sometimes go there uh, when I need to pick me up. I go back to that happy place of being at Camp Quack and on the basketball. I kind of remember Tops, I think, was the game. Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? Absolutely. Still still huge. Uh, Cole 3 has now become the undisputed, undisputed champion of, of Camp Quack. The, the little bitty fella you knew uh, is now a staff member. Well, times have changed. I'm going to have to come and dethrone Cole the third. Yes. then, I think. <laughs> I think Kate would love to be your your partner on that. So, <laughs> so buddy, I, it's so great to see you. It's been like you said earlier. It's been a minute. Um, I know you're in Ireland now, doing a ton of things. So we're going to get to that. But first, I mean, you're 36 years old now, and you are a professional. You you've done things, a ton of things since you left camp. But, but how did you originally get to camp? Oh, great question. Yeah. Yeah, geez, thanks for reminding me of my age. I, I feel I feel old, but in all the positive ways. Yeah, so you don't look, don't, you don't look any you know, older than forty five. It's great. Oh well, thank you. It's it's <laughs> it's the hairline. But yes, no, I'm I'm based back in Belfast. But yeah, going all the way back to how I joined camp. So one of my best friends growing up was a guy called Dave Wilson or Big Dave, as Big we would Dave. call him, and he ended up with with you guys at camp way back when and. I'll never forget, he spent the summer and he said, he said, dude, you have to come. You got to come and be part of this. And at the time, it was funny because I was studying abroad in Sweden and I started coaching basketball at a pretty serious level. I was I was coaching a, a top women's team in the Swedish league and it was the top league for women in Sweden. It was crazy. And I was 22, 23 at the time. And, you know, so I was getting the experience of really leading basketball programs for junior teams as well as this top top tier team and i remember david said hey you gotta come and i talked to at the time one of your uh, directors at another tony tony baldwin and i got on a call we talked a little bit about sports and coaching and philosophies and i think you you were done at that point (laughs) oh i was yeah i was like wow there's i mean not only was i thinking wow 
I aligned to the values of this camp and I could see myself grow, like going there and giving something, contributing. I was like, oh, all these directors have had such incredible between you, Cole, and, and Chopper and Tony and, and, and Kate. I was like, wow, these guys all know sports, um, you know, have, have achieved it in their own respective individual sports or athletics. And uh, I was like, I could learn so much. I could soak so much in. So that's what happened way back when. So I was in Sweden talking to Tony Baldwin back in whatever, 2009. <laughs> and yeah, I think I came 2010 for the first yeah, summer. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, the, the amazing thing is, so you have since left camp and, and kind, of, kind of grown up, gone to Google, worked at a very big spot there, and now working on your own. Tony has since left with Quake and has become the head co softball coach at the University of Georgia, which is a top 20 team. You know, it's just, it's kind of incredible how, you know, some of the past have changed. But, but thinking back on those three summers at Waquake, what are some of the things that really kind of stand out to you? Just, just personally, when I think camp, what, what pops up? Oh, so there's like so much. And where do I start? Oh, honestly, it's it's a feeling and it's it's indescribable. I just referred someone actually to 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 your camp call to back to a quack and it looks like it's gonna go through and he's gonna join. He's a young guy from from England, uh, kind of a sort of a family friend and and so that's brought up a lot for me. And it really is a feeling of that felt like a real community. Mm -hmm. Felt like we were doing something meaningful. Mm -hmm. And even though, it was isn't it? I mean, when, when you get to that point where you've worked so hard and yet it's, it feels easy. It's only looks back. It's like, you look back, it's like, wow, that was actually kind of tough and totally worth it. Oh yeah. Just, uh, I mean, we, we started talking a little bit before we hit record, but yeah, just the amount of lessons and nuggets of, of wisdom passed on for, from you guys and, and from learning from the rest of the team that I got to work with day in, day out, you know, those, those things still carry with me today. So yeah, those feelings. And I, you know, yeah, that work piece is really interesting because as I was saying to this, this young guy, Jaden, who's going to hopefully end up in camp in the summer with you all, yep. you know, I was saying, look, you're going to work hard. You are, you, it is going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be incredible. You're going to learn so much and it's, it's not going to feel like that. It's going to feel, as I said, meaningful and, and worthwhile. And I think, that's something that certainly in my career I've taken with me as a feeling that I've been chasing ever since. And I, and thankfully I feel like I'm in that space again where I'm working super hard, but it feels purposeful and meaningful. And I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else, which is how I felt in those summers. Cool. I never felt, I wasn't like, Oh, I'd rather be at home in, in Belfast right. where it rains all the time, or I'd rather be going around Europe in a train, you know, checking out different European cities. I wanted to work because it was, such a great energy being around the young people at camp uh, and the staff and, and learning so much from that experience. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's, you know, since you brought it up, you know, kind of your, your professional life from camp. So kind of skip us through those next kind of 11 years, because you've done a lot. So kind of what were kind of the, the big pieces? Yeah, I think high level, like, you know, I always wanted to work in, work in education in, mm -hmm. in some way, uh, you know, and I originally was going to be a teacher. So when I when I left Sweden, went to camp, I came back home. I finished my teaching degree. I went I, instead of going into mainstream education. I ended up in uh, nonprofit work. So I worked with an organization that uses sport, specifically basketball, to bring kids together from different communities. They work in Northern Ireland, 
um, Cyprus, Middle East, and South Africa. So I spent a lot of time with them in the next first few years of my professional career. Then I made the obvious step call to then join a big multinational tech company. Yeah, of course, why <laughs> <Obviously>. not? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I hope the sarcasm is um, is, is translating <laughs> to anyone that's listening. But yes, I, I made a weird career jump from that world of young people, education, to working in the ads business for for Google. So I joined uh, Google in Dublin and uh, took a punt, uh, so to speak, professionally and thought, I want to check this out and see what it would feel like was really felt like it was a great privilege to be offered a role in this, you know, organization that was so well, you know, it was so reputable and everyone wanted to work there at the time. And so I made that jump. Long story shorter, I spent about seven, eight years in Google. I worked in Dublin, Singapore, London, and then made it back to Dublin. Uh, and during that time, I was really just chasing more opportunities to help develop people. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really was kind of honing my craft in facilitation and learning design and leadership development and team development, helping teams work better together, helping leaders and people managers just be more effective in their role. and. Then in 2020, I left my safe full-time job at Google in February 2020. <laughs> Started <laughs> in March 2020. So, so not not great not great timing, cool. Not yeah. great time. No, that's but, all right. Uh, <laughs> a little so, thing happened in March. Yeah, exactly. So as the pandemic was sweeping through, I'll never forget. I was in London uh, the week after I left my full-time job and I was with a client, I was like, wow, we're going to work together. This is going to be amazing. We'd locked in some work around manager development for this kind of co-working space across England. And we were watching the news together. I'll never forget it. And, and my client at the time, his name was Paul. And Paul said, oh, you know, we'll, we'll have you come back in, in April and, and we'll kind of carry through the design together. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be back here, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so happen. It was crazy. So, look, I, I'm, I'm super fortunate and blessed, lucky, privileged to have had the means to kind of weather the storm. And not only that, Cole, when I started my business, People Playbook, I was able to do it from Belfast in a place that's quite affordable. Mm-hmm. I'd saved up enough money to kind of carry me through. But also, Cole, what was crazy was my business changed overnight, as it did for many people, yep. which I'm really curious to hear about camp because we went into we went into or I went into at the time it was just myself. There's a there's a few more of us now in the team, but I went into then, you know, working from my bedroom rather than traveling to different places, but able to expand the marketplace globally. You know, so I was working with clients in Australia, in the US, across mm-hmm. Europe, across London, but doing it remotely. And thankfully I had the skills and and the energy for taking this type of team development, leadership development work online. So how do you and, and people play book, how do you work with, with them? And by the way, I I love the jersey back behind you. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. You know basketball this, jersey. <laughs> it's a basketball jersey. And and what's really cool, I think you guys, yeah, I think you'll love this cool. So it's actually a a wheelchair basketball team in Northern Ireland. They're called the NI Knights. They're such a great group yeah. of, uh, of ballers. And yeah. you know they were seeking sponsorship. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I want to be involved. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen or played wheelchair basketball before. I've but played, it, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, well, I've, I've, yeah. I've got in a chair, Cole, and it's ferocious and it's physical <laughs> as anything. And it's challenging and it's incredibly, it requires so much skill, but they're a great group of guys. So I was so glad to to sponsor them. But yeah, how do, how do we work? Well, it's funny, like, if you think about traditional leadership development, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's very academic, very um, theory-based, very outcome-focused, right? Mm-hmm. All of this in itself is a good thing, right? You want to make sure that you go through programs that are that are based on research, that are evidence-based, that are, uh, you know, it's people aren't just winging it, right? Sure. But what, what, what I noticed that was missing from my experience in this space was, you know, making it fun and creative and collaborative. And so those kind of three things have come in to help us shape the way we, the way we work. So even though we're going to get you to the same, we're going to get you to the same outcome that you would, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to take you on a journey and an experience that you're going to really enjoy, which was an absolute prerequisite. If you think about online programs oh. and workshops, and then we've carried that into, uh, to our work in person. So we work with like comedians and musicians uh, and then, you know, not as cool people <laughs> such as me, and we bring some energy and fun to, to the experience. And I think that's one of the reasons I think our clients like working with us because it feels unconventional and unpredictable and much more experiential than maybe traditional team and leadership development. You know, it's funny when you say that, and this was, there's no lead into this, but that, that sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> It, it sounds what, what, could the, what could that be like, Tony? <laughs> you know, well, it reminds me of a couple of summers, Cole, I spent in Cal- <laughs> No, it, def- it definitely does. And it's funny, like, when I've described it to, you know, when I've met, I've, and the great thing about camp is your relationships are formed in the summer, but they last a lifetime. Right. And I've had the pleasure of catching up with people in, in London or Singapore or in Belfast people that I work with in, in Campbell Quake that have been passing through places that I've lived. And um, oftentimes they'll ask me, so what is it you're even doing, Tony? And I say, remember the EAs, the evening activities, right? Remember when Chopper asked me to design something that was going to be engaging and um, fun and keep everyone on their toes, but also would have like some sort of competitive element or they would learn something. You know, we did that with our campers. Well, uh-huh. that's what I do now for a lot of organizations like Google and Ubisoft <laughs> and Trustpilot and some of the biggest tech companies in the world. We kind of just translate that and we do it for them. Unbelievable. All right. So, I, I, you know, obviously working, I mean, you had a ton of experience working in the big corporate world with, with Google and a lot of experience working with different organizations and people, you know, through your work with the nonprofits and your teaching background. I mean, it seems like it's kind of a perfect combination of all of it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about if I was to do a Venn diagram of all the different circles that I have found myself in between. And camp is absolutely, make no mistake about this. And I'm not saying this just because I'm on this awesome podcast with you. (laughs) Camp, three summers at camp, moving from basketball director to athletic director and having that responsibility in, you know, in Camp Quake to help oversee coaching coaches and thinking about strategies and philosophies around uh, around learning, around development. You know, that's one of those circles. But yes, all those of, of the teaching, the nonprofit sort of peace building work, the corporate work, being international, all these definitely overlap into this sort of sweet spot that I think has led to, you know, a successful, you know, first three years of People Playbook. And by success, Cole, by success, <laughs> uh, what I mean is, you know, we're able to, I think, be creative in our work in a way that helps serve our clients in the best possible way, right? Where they leave better off than where they started. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, having better managers and better leaders, as you know, in a leadership position is just so incredibly impactful 
for the individuals that work in your organization. They're happier, healthier, more productive, and it's just a win-win across the business world and people leaving, um, you know, with a you know, with a better experience of where they're spending a lot of time. So, how would you counsel or or provide advice to you know a 22 year old or a 21 year old who's been to camp a couple summers and they're ready to kind of jump off into the world and do different things? How would you help them translate their experiences to kind of what, what's next? You know, it's a great question. And it's one that I've pondered within the camp context mm-hmm. a little bit. But actually, I'm also uh, the volunteer chairperson for our basketball club here in Belfast called Queens. And, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is advocate for, for these young people, you know, you know, in their early 20s, if not even younger joining and becoming a basketball coach in the club and volunteering. And we're trying to explain all the incredible skills that are transferable. And I think camp is the, the skills gained at camp are even more amplified um, than just taking on a, a volunteer coach role. So if I'm talking to a 22 year old, spent a couple of, a couple of summers at camp and they're thinking about how can I leverage this experience to kind of springboard into the next thing, whatever that might be professionally speaking, I think the first thing is to know that not everyone has had that experience where they've worked super hard in a summer. I think not everyone has done that, has actually used their time in a productive and meaningful way. I think the second key takeaway that you'll have from camp, if you've had that experience, is you've worked as part of a team. Mm. And again, these things are, they sound simple on paper, but they're not to be taken and for granted, you know, you've been in a bunk perhaps, and you've had to negotiate who's looking after what, who's doing this, who's doing that. And so working with your fellow camp counselors or camp staff, or you call that they'll have had that experience of teamwork. Mm-hmm. I think the third, the third thing really connected to that is that they've been in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Yep. Already, you know, demonstrate leadership because you're working with young people who need to be led and you have acted as a role model. So if I'm taking that and and taking those experiences and I'm going into interview or I'm applying for a role, I'm able to take those experiences from camp and translate them into whatever profession you're going into. And it could be anything you could be, you could be be joining a a kitchen staff where you're going to be a sous chef or a porter. It doesn't matter. And you're able to say, well, look, I've worked as part of a team. We used to do X, Y, and Z in camp. Or, you know, you're going into the professional sector, and this is something we talk a lot about with our coaches here in Belfast in terms of basketball club is, you know, you're you're comfortable speaking in front of a group of people. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter if you've only done that with eight-year-olds at camp. It's the same skill, and you're just taking it and you're moving it into a room full of adults. And I think that, again, is something that, is becoming increasingly unique and therefore a competitive advantage, hopefully, for mm-hmm. our, our camp counselors that are having that experience. That's awesome. So in your experience, moving from Google to what you're doing now, and obviously through the pandemic, that's, that's kind of been a lens for all of us. How has the business world changed? I mean, is it becoming kinder, gentler? Is it becoming more cutthroat? Like, where what are you seeing from, from your training standpoint? I think it actually follows on from that last point around, you know, working as part of a team, you know, taking responsibility, being comfortable speaking up. I think that because a lot of 
professionals have had three years away from that or two or three years away from that. Mm-hmm. It's a skill that's even more sought after mm-hmm. in, in this space. So I think it's it's been underutilized in many ways. There's there's been an you know uh, atrophy, if you will, in the skill of of both collaboration and teamwork, because a lot of especially in my sector, a lot of it's happening remotely. And then also within the kind of the leadership space as well, when groups do get together, mm-hmm. you know, who is able and willing to kind of be in front of the room or, you know, uh, help guide and motivate a group towards a specific action. Mm-hmm. I think the number, the number one thing that I'm seeing in terms of a big change in the working environment within the sector that I'm in, right? We're talking about kind of knowledge sector, tech sector, mm-hmm. with a lot of remote and hybrid working is the ability to take responsibility um, of your workload, focus on your output rather than your input, prioritize effectively, and become that trusted team member that doesn't need you know constant check-ins. That person that's being proactive, call that's coming to your you know you're coming to your manager or your team and you're saying, hey, I've been working on this and this is what I've done, rather than being chased for stuff. A lot of a lot of leaders right now in this shift to more remote distributed work and remote and distributed teams are getting fearful because they can't see their teams, and therefore. They have, you know, because the brain, as you know, Cole is negatively biased. They're telling stories. Oh, well, Cole's sitting at home. He's doing nothing but, you know, um, you know, playing right. foosball. But actually, right. yeah. yeah, he's good at Tetris. Oh, that's that's an old school throwback. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Folks, for people listening at home, Tetris is <laughs> Tetris is an old game. He's to play on a Game Boy. Um, but yes. We got a movie or, coming or, out now, man. It's new. <laughs> <laughs> or you're sitting at home and you're scrolling through TikTok. And so sure. those professionals in this sector and this sort of industry that are able to be proactive in sharing what they're doing, over communicating, those are the folks that uh, I think are going to continue to kind of do well. That's awesome. All right. Sorry. Last pitch. And this was my last question we're going to ask because I know you got other things to do. Um, you're in a, a high school classroom. You know, you got a bunch of, or, or with a basketball team, got a bunch of 17, 18 year olds. Tony, you know, why sh- I, I hear about the summer camp thing. Why should I go to summer camp? So why should young men and women from the great, beautiful Green Isle of Ireland come to yeah. work in the United States to run, help run a summer camp? Oh, there's a plethora of reasons, but I'm going to try and keep it concise. Uh, I think ultimately it's a life changing experience to spend a summer working at camp in the US. The people that you get to meet from all corners of the globe and become your peers, your teammates, you know, and you're working towards something together, that's a phenomenal experience that'll set you up for the rest of your life. Not only professionally, as we've talked about, but as I mentioned, the relationships last a lifetime. I'm still in touch with people from camp. I check in with them. I, you know, if I I'm in a city, I'll look them up and I'll say, hey, I'm in your town, let's get together. And that's an incredible thing and, and something that I don't take for granted. There are, there are a number of things you can do in the summer, but there are very few things like camp that are so meaningful that you're having an impact on a young person's life than spending a summer at camp. I know firsthand in my work in, in education, in teaching, in, in, in anything to do with people, we all remember that coach, that teacher in our life when we were younger, who had such a profound impact that we remember lessons. I mean, call it so much that I learned from camp. I was just 
coaching, um, you know, Jaden, who's applied to work at summer camp with Wakwek. And I was saying, hey, it's all about the GAC. Gratitude, attitude, courage. I mean, that, <laughs> I haven't heard that. I, I, isn't that amazing? I haven't heard that in 10 years. <laughs> but it is so ingrained in me as a core lesson. And so, you know, what I learned, you know, from, from you and the leadership team at Camp Quack was it was incredible and it set me up for success in my current role and 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 in my current company. And then I think looking looking down towards, you know, my role as a leader in camp, it's just amazing to know, you know, each and every day you're having an impact on a young person's life and how they see the world. And you're doing it for better, for worse. And I think camp brings out the the better. Yeah. Amen. Oh, that's awesome. T Mac, buddy, it is Gosh, it's so good to see you. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time for sure. And you know, my my goal is to get back to camp. I'm gonna I'm gonna work. I'm Let's gonna go. work super hard to get uh, get a chance to visit, and if not, come back and work. But yes, I think um, you're doing great work in Camp Quack, and it was such a meaningful experience working there. Three summers, fond memories, amazing relationships, lessons learned things that are helping me out now, even in my, even, even in my old ripe age of 36. So I'm very <laughs> grateful for you and for, for the team for inviting me um, to work there. And if anyone's half thinking about camp, you need to get in touch um, with Cole and Camp McQuack because it's a great, it's a great way to spend a summer. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And that goes for just tons of camps all over the country without a doubt. So other camps, other camps are available, Cole. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I'm on, on BBC Radio One where you can't mention a supermarket whether I'd mention the other. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll let you get back to it. So I hope you understand now why I wanted to have Tony back around the campfire. He's taken bits of summer camp, like how to purposely build a culture, and how to create an environment that fosters connection and growth through fun, and married it with a whole lot of research and experience and created a business that will actually really help others realize their goals. I had so much fun talking with Tony. I hope you have fun listening. I'm really proud that our community has had a small part in his journey so far, and I really can't wait to see where he takes his consulting company, People Playbook. If you're a summer camp professional listening to this, I hope it serves as a reminder that the experience that we create each summer can have a lifelong effect. If you're a future summer staff member, I hope you'll be encouraged by Tony's path and how he made the most of his short time at camp by soaking it all in and building a web of incredible friendships literally all over the world. And if you're a parent of a camper, I hope you'll understand that camp, though mainly about fun, is so much more. Where else can our kids get the opportunity to be surrounded by so many great young mentors, to build so many great connections, and to grow into their best selves? I don't know of any other place than summer camp for that. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll leave a five-star review on whatever service you're using. The better the reviews, the more likely these ideas will spread. And please share it with a friend. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone. Until we speak again, do good and be good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning.
If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.